You ready? Yeah. You seem intense. Yeah. You don't don't be too sad, man. They're gonna be fine. Yeah. You're all worried about the Celtics. Long series. Did you bet on the game? I actually don't think that the betting is as big of a like nearly as big of a problem. I probably made eight bets throughout my entire life. Well, how many of them have come in the last six weeks? Four. Maybe. Four. So yeah. you made it 23 years and eight months making four total bets. And in the last two months, you've made another four. I would say we're trending in a yeah, I mean, I dangerous started, direction. Just started making a little bit of money. So. Oh, that's good. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> uh, I can't argue with that. Welcome in episode 25 of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. As I've said before, like, rate, subscribe, review. I don't actually care about the reviews or the ratings. I would like you to subscribe. We're getting close to 50,000 on YouTube. I don't know how many we have on the iTunes and Spotify feeds, but just subscribe everywhere you can. It would help us out greatly. We have a ton to do today. We also have a very sad Demonze Potentially a slightly poorer Demonze. We don't know. We're, we're going to get into it. Slightly poorer. I'm not sure if you bet on this game. I By the end of today's show, you're going to feel a lot better. And I think I might surprise the audience. Because, a little spoiler alert here before we get into the show. I picked the Warriors to win the series. The Warriors, in the most recent game, blew out Boston. I do not feel good about the Warriors' chances. We will discuss why in a moment. But first... Let's discuss what we're not discussing on today's show. Here are things that did not make the cut for today's show. Ryan Fitzmagic retiring. More on that in a second, actually. That's kind of going to make the show. Phil Knight buying the Blazers and the 20th anniversary of the greatest show of all time, The Wire. Let's talk one and three just for a moment, Demonse. First, the Fitzmagic thing. You don't have to say anything on this. The Wire, though, you will. I, I saw someone... You know what? I want to propose this idea. Start the clock. Go ahead, because we're into the show. I saw someone posit if Fitzmagic is the greatest backup quarterback ever, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Here's what I propose. Certain takes are so bad, you lose your blue check mark. There's a committee. Elon Musk, it looks like, is going to weasel out of buying Twitter. If someone else, though, comes to power with Twitter, I want there to be a take commission that if it is unanimously agreed upon <laughs> that that is an indefensible take, you lose your check mark at least temporarily. That's first point. Okay. Second point is the wire. You won't watch the wire. You haven't watched the wire. I told you the three greatest shows of all time are in no order, the wire, the Sopranos and breaking bad. You finally watched breaking bad and you gave it a a plus. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Take my advice on The Wire and The Sopranos. Now, I'm going to tell you, The Wire takes about seven episodes to get going. Okay. It then becomes the greatest piece, not of television, but of American art ever made. Take that, Andy Warhol. And with that, take. we will get right into the show. All right, what are we starting with today? Let's do it, man. Warriors won game two. Yeah, they did. You were, the, you were sad, buddy. Yeah, you I was sad. It, it is what it is. We got the split. Uh-huh. Boston was on fire game one. Yeah, passed the torch to the Warriors and they yep. were on fire in game two. Mm -hmm. I'm still very confident in mm -hmm. them. Sounds as long as yeah, as uh -huh. long as the refs don't let Draymond control the game. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So what what's what's your question here? What are we doing? The should you be confident? Is that the question? I I 
that's not really my question. Okay. Because I am confident. So you're. So, I mean, okay. So no, should no, I, no. am I wrong? For no, being no, no. You just decided that if a first a block first segment <laughs> is really who cares what my take is. Demonte said, as long as the refs don't let Draymond control the game, we can keep it moving. Usually at the end of these, there is a question you ask me to prompt me into the discussion. Now let me tell you why I was worried about Demonte. Yesterday we had my mom's birthday dinner, and I knew I was going to time it right, and I also knew that I had a laptop with me, the ability to stream the game. If when we left the game had started, we could watch it in the car together on the laptop with my wife driving. Demonze didn't know I had the laptop and started around 7.45 Eastern to get a little antsy, a little anxious. It was the first time of your life that I've seen that you were seriously invested in watching every second of a sporting event. Like yeah. I've never, there's not a Super Bowl, nothing has it been where like you didn't want to miss one second of it. So that made me very proud. That was like, for me, the equivalent of like you bringing home like an A plus on a math test. I was like, <laughs> oh man, my son's growing up. I loved it so much. Now, I tend to actually, unfortunately, agree with your analysis. And we will talk. Unfortunately. Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of, you know, you kind of stole my thunder and we're going to talk Draymond later in the segment. <laughs> I mean, it's just try to keep up here. But I didn't think it was a game that was officiated particularly fairly. I think there are significant concerns for the Warriors, most notably. Everyone's pointing out this number, that Jason Tatum had the worst plus-minus in finals history. That, to me, is not relevant. If you're the superstar player on a team that gets blown out, your plus-minus is going to be awful. Right. Here is the far more relevant number. This game was over after three quarters. After the third quarter, the Warriors were up 23 points. And then in the fourth quarter, it was basically garbage time, right? For the whole fourth quarter. Through three quarters, Clay Thompson, 22 minutes played, minus one in those 22 minutes. The Warriors were plus 24 in the 14 he sat. That's a noteworthy plus minus. That's a plus minus that shows this might not be a series for Clay. I already, everyone's overrating what Jordan Poole did. Jordan Poole was essentially benched by Kerr. And then at the very end of the third quarter, Kerr put him in for the first time in the second half. He hit those two threes, hit another one in the fourth. Jordan Poole's been a negative. I picked the Warriors on television. I got to tell you, by the time people hear and see this, I think I'm going to go back on TV and switch my pick. Right. I never switch picks. I actually think the Celtics are in a really good position, Demonte. I think that's a very rational thing to say at I, this point. I, you, here's the other thing. The Warriors, un, you said something interesting when your Diora walked in the room and she said, oh, do the Celtics have to win this game? And you said, nope, but the Warriors do. That was exactly right. NBA history, only five teams in the finals have ever come back from 2-0 down. And three of those five, it, well, and I'll tell you what they were. Bill Russell's final championship, 1969, player coach, his 11th ring. They went down 2-0. They won in seven. Bill Walton's only championship, 1977, over Dr. J and the Sixers, down 2-0, 1-6. The D-Wade comeback against the Mavs, down 2-0, 1-6. And the other two are ones you watched that are very recent. Warriors up 2-0 and LeBron and the Cavs in 2016 ended up going up 3-1, losing seven. And last year, Giannis and the Bucks are down 2-0, yep. end up winning in six. But here's the, so it's only been done five times where you come back from 2-0. It's never been done 
where a team is down 2-0 or 0-2 at home. So the Warriors had to win. They won. I, I think the Celtics are better. Yeah, I think, I think the Celtics game, winning game one, holds more weight than the, than the Warriors winning game two. Well, here's the thing. The, the Celtics wanted a split. They got their split. People in my business far too often overreact to the order of events rather than the events. If going into the finals, we would have said it's 1-1 it's going back to Boston. People would say, oh, that drastically favors the Celtics. But because they, it went 1-0 and then 1-1, uh, people get it wrong. Okay, all right, what's next? Yeah, Try to ask a question with this one, okay? Not just a take. We got time for two <laughs> takes over here. Go ahead. Tatum, Tatum hasn't played well, to, well, played to the standard in the finals so far. Yep. But he did carry the Celtics past KD, Giannis, and Jimmy Butler. But he's yep. not looked like a top 10 guy in this series. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think he's out of gas or is he just not quite in that top tier yet? No, I think he has looked like a top 10 guy. He just hasn't looked like a top one guy. Here's the, here's the deal. And this is, and we've talked about this on the show before. One of the long tails, unintended consequences of the insane way sports media reacted to every single LeBron James moment and game as if it were legacy defining and was it got in people's brains that great players don't have bad games. Yeah. They do. There is one guy in the league right now that if he has a subpar game, you're shocked. It's Giannis. Yeah, yeah. Giannis is the only guy that even on a bad night is good. Right. So, like, I think Luke is the second best player in the league. Luca on a bad night can be, he'll still have good counting numbers, but his defense will be lacking. He'll wear down at the end. Right. There's Tatum is top 10. Is he top three? No, he's not top three. But yesterday, I give you some numbers or about the game two real quick because yes, that game was absolutely not on Tatum. Tatum for the game was eight of 19 from the field, six of nine from three, 28 points. Okay. So eight of 19 from the field, right around 40%. Not great. Not terrible. Six of nine from three is outstanding. 28 right. points. The other eight rotation players for the Celtics, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Derek White, Peyton Pritchard, Daniel Tice, and there's someone I'm forgetting. Your guy, Time Lord, Robert Williams. Yeah. The other eight guys that played were 16 of 51. 16 of 51, that's 30%, and 6 of 21 from three. So you're not, it, it, Tatum was okay. Everyone else was terrible. Jalen was one of 11 after the first quarter. Yeah. One of 11. So I don't put this one on Tatum. All right, what's next? That's fair. Different, the difference in each game has been role players. Yep. Jordan Poole went off in game two. Derek White and Marcus Smart did in game one. Yep. These teams have depth, so they're in the finals. Mm -hmm. Isn't this bad news for teams like the Nets and the Lakers? Okay, you guys keep trying to force this, oh, our super team's dead narrative. I think super teams are dead. Okay. Well, let's just go through champions over the last, I don't care, half decade. 2016 Cavs, built on the fly, super team. 2017 and 2018 Warriors, they added Kevin Durant. Feels super-ish to me. 2019 Raptors, they added Kawhi Leonard. 2020 Lakers, they added LeBron two years, the year prior and Anthony Davis that year. Last year's Bucks, organic, 
And this year's team will be organic, one of the two champions. You look quiz like you have something well, quizzical. So the super I, I say the super teams are dead. I think that the stuff that's going on off the court is making the super teams dead. What do you like, mean? I think that like with 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 Harden going to Philly, mm -hmm. there were like, you know, social problems. Everybody wasn't getting along. Mm -hmm. And like Kyrie on the Nets, he had the problem with the vaccine. He's got all his other shenanigans going on. Okay. I think it's got Okay. I think it's beyond basketball. That's all fair. I guess the point that I am making is this. In those specific instances, that very well might be true. However, if I'm trying to think of a good example of what could happen, if this summer Joel Embiid were to demand out and say, I want to go to Miami, and they trade Bam and Hero, and all of a sudden Joel's down in Miami with Jimmy Butler, and then somebody comes and joins them, guess what? Super teams are right back. <laughs> and so, and it should be noted, this Warriors team exists. How did they get Andrew Wiggins? By trading D'Angelo Russell. How did they get D'Angelo Russell? By trading Kevin Durant in the sign-in trade with the Nets. How did the Celtics become the Celtics? By being on the receiving end of a Nets trade for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. So the idea of that you can duplicate what either of these teams did, probably not. All right, what's, what's last? Uh, Draymond got a tech early on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, he then put his antics into overdrive. Yeah. After the game, he said he's earned the right, earned the right from the refs to play like this. Yeah. And uh, do you buy that? Oh, listen, Draymond broke a couple of the crack commandments, my friend. That's he's getting bad. high on his own supply. That's really bad. And he's talking too much. Yeah. I think number two is like, don't let folks know where your money's at, something like that. He is, it's one thing. <laughs> To get away with stuff. And we've talked about this on this show. I was ahead of the curve here. That Draymond Green has figured out he can pay a one free throw tax early in these games. And then just get to act like a total maniac the rest of the game. Announcing that is crazy. But announcing it is <laughs> wild. It is absolutely wild. And if I, I think the refs are now. The refs have social media. Right. The refs have the internet. Yeah. And I think I don't think Draymond can control himself. That's the other part of this. I think he's going to start a lot of fights at the, the pickup games in the parks. Okay, well, I don't know. Listen, he's he's a podcaster now, so I don't know how many pickup games he's going to be Oh, playing. no, no, no. I the, think that people are going to try to, like, mimic his style oh, of Oh, you see. Oh, trying to play heads. like him? Listen, Mr. Triple Single has to <laughs> find a way to put his imprint on the game. And as long as the refs are letting him do it, more power to him. But he shouldn't have bragged about it. That's insane. I, I would bet money. And one of the reasons I'm leaning Celtics the rest of the way is I think he's going to get thrown out on one of these games. Yeah. And that that'll be a hell of a legacy thing, man. If they lose three finals, one of which Clay and KD got hurt, and the other two, one year he gets suspended when they have control of the series, and then this year if he gets kicked out of a game. He could have gotten kicked out last night. Now, I, last point on the Draymond thing, and then we got to wrap. I agree with what the broadcast was saying, which is the best refs don't throw a guy out on a close call technically. Right. I think that star players should get seven fouls, not six. Meaning once you have five fouls, if you commit one more, they look the other way. You commit another one, you're gone. You know what I mean? Like get, give them a, a big margin of error on the sixth foul. Same thing with technical. Star players should get three techs, not two. Once you have one tech, you do something else tech-worthy, the refs can look the other way. Draymond's Draymond does star. 11 things tech-worthy every game, and he's been doing it all playoffs, and now he's bragging about it. I think it's a problem. 
I also think it's a problem that I went so long there because it means less time for us to talk about your favorite subject and my favorite subject and Demonte's soon-to-be favorite subject. Tennis, that's next on What's Right. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and the YouTube show. This is episode number 25. Remember, every Sunday we release the latest in our ongoing series of the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years. We are approaching the top 15. It is getting very good and very interesting. And I recommend those videos on our YouTube page and the audio on the podcast feed. But that is something that's maybe easier to, to, to digest, pardon me, player by player in its video format. So you can check that out on the What's Right YouTube page. All right, Demonze, I think I know what we're starting with here. What are we doing? What are we doing? Your guy, Rafa Nadal. There you go. Won the French Open. Yeah, he, you're damn straight he did. That's his 14th title now. Yeah. Uh, the producers told me that Pete Sampras only won 14. Sampras? Sampras. Yeah. There only won 14 total Grand Slams. Yeah. Is, Rafa, is Rafa's dominance at the French Open the most impressive stat in sports history? Okay. So a few things here. If you had, instead of laying in your bed downstairs, if you had woken up when I was shaking you Sunday morning, you you probably would have known how to pronounce Pete Sampras and Rafa Nadal for the show. Instead, you wouldn't get up and watch the French Open with me, which, by the way, was he made quick work. 6-3, That thing was a wrap early because Rafa dominated like that. I, what Rafa Nadal, and by the way, we also found out he played the entire French Open with a, his foot numbed. Couldn't feel one of his feet because he's dealing with a foot issue that they haven't been able to fix, but he knew he could kick these guys' ass on clay anyway, so he went out and, and did it with a numb foot. I, what? I'm sorry I missed it. I was having a really good dream about dominating on the grass. Okay, you know what? Yeah, you were having a really good dream about dominating on the grass, or you were having a really good dream due to grass. Who knows? But the point is this. The point is you should have watched the French Open with me because it might have been your last time to ever get to see Rafa compete. Oh, if he can't crap. get the foot fixed, he's done. If he, and the, this era, this golden era of tennis might be over. Federer, I still believe Federer, like whose best was the best. I think Roger Federer at his best was the greatest tennis has ever been played. Okay. 
Djokovic's overall excellence, it has, he's like a robot. I, I had, you know, center court, second row seats to watch him in the U.S. Open quarterfinals last year. Yeah. And it's unbelievable what he can do. But Rafa to me is my favorite. And the fact that he now, he has, he's won 14 French Opens, Demonte. He's never in his wins faced a fifth set. He has in the French Open. Is that like games or overtime or something? Well, you win three sets to win. So it's best of five. Oh, okay. My point is he's won those 14 all 3-0 or 3-1. Wow. At the French Open, I think he has lost as many. He's, he's 114 and three is what I know. His record at the French Open. He has three times not won it. He's never faced a fifth set in his wins. He's just impossible there. But on top of that. Jesus, man. This guy could not get any more boring. If only you talk less about tennis and more about how he's been right about maybe one thing this NBA postseason. He run Wimbledon a couple times a long time ago, and he's always in the U.S. Open, and he's won that four times. And as recently as I saw him win it one year, so it was one of the years since we've been here, maybe 2019, 2020. Was there even a U.S. Open? It must have been 2019 because of the pandemic. So the he's just unbelievable, and he's so easy to root for. And I'll be sad if he's done playing. I'll be flat, and I'll, I'll be very sad you missed it because mm-hmm. you, my grandkids, your kids, one day are gonna say to you, Dad, did you ever get to see Rafa Nadal? And you're gonna say, Well, there was this time I could have, but instead I slept through it. Could have watched his 22nd Grand I guarantee, Slam. I guarantee you, my children will not be asking about the French Open. Oh, you, you know, you, you or, know, you or, think or that Rafa Nadal? Shout out to Wimbledon, though. Shout out to Wimbledon, though. Yeah. Berries and cream? No, no, no. The 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 place where they play. I know. I understand, buddy. Yeah. The berries and cream is strawberries and cream is like the big thing people eat there. At the Wimbledon? At not the Wimbledon. At Wimbledon. At Wimbledon? Yeah. yeah. It's like pimento and cheese. Where do they eat that? Do you know? Where's that famous? France. Green jacket. Where did you get the green jacket? Oh. And, Where's uh, that? Where's the green jacket? It's an American PGA. It, which one? It is golf. <laughs> where do you get the America, green jacket? Right? It is in America. Okay. Augusta then. National. What's Florida. played at Augusta National? Nope, Georgia. What's played at Augusta National? The Masters. Okay, let's just keep it moving. All right, what's next? All right, we're going to talk Utah Jazz and tennis. Okay, the yeah. same show. Oh, sweet. The Jazz coach resigned Sunday. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he waited for the Lakers to sign Ham so he could avoid Russ? No. Go ahead. Is that okay. the whole question? No, no, no. No, that, that wasn't the whole question. Yeah, keep going. And do uh-huh. you think that this means that Donovan Mitchell will be free of the Jazz soon? Uh, not this year. Listen, the... The All-Star game this year is in Salt Lake City. I know what you're thinking. Why? I don't know. Can you imagine? You know, they used to call the All-Star game the Black Super Bowl. Like, meaning it was like the such a big event for Black America, the NBA All-Star game. And they put it in Salt Lake City. Yeah. So I guess maybe you could say ah, everyone deserves to get Yeah, that's it. what I was about to say. I think the NBA was just like, hey, man. We got to give them their time. No, the, no, you don't. They're lucky they have a team. <laughs> sorry to all our viewers and, and listeners in the great Salt Lake. And so, sorry to Colin Coward, who owns multiple homes in Utah, <laughs> but not interested. Uh, but here's the thing. They're not going to trade their best player before they host the All-Star game. He's their best chance at having like a, you know, a guy kind of 
be the main uh, character of right. the weekend. So I think they're going to let Donovan essentially pick their coach. I think they're going to have another disappointing year. And then I think Donovan leaves in a year. I do not think he leaves this year. I do not think that the Jazz are going to trade him before they host their all-star game. I also, you think people aren't interested in tennis. People are interested in tennis, my friend. People are not interested in the Utah Jazz. I am told, though, we're playing a brand new game, a new yeah. game we've never played. So describe it. How, explain right, it. So what is it? You had a super controversial take on Twitter. Which one? Uh, the Jordan one? Yeah, and, and we'll get to that at some okay. point. Yeah. Uh, and you're always willing to fight for what you think is right, of even course. if your take is completely outrageous. Uh, so yeah. created a new game customized just for you Yeah. called Nick Wright Public Defender. Oh, I love this. Because if I wasn't, if I wasn't doing this for a living, I'd definitely be an attorney. A litigator, courtroom litigator. So and I, I, I think yeah. you'd be great at it. Oh, but, thanks, buddy. So, so defend these people. I appreciate that. <laughs> defend these people. Usher at Cubs, Usher at Cub game destroys a huge beer, beer cup pyramid that fans have been creating. Uh, this is just lame. Could you defend this guy? All right. So this video, in case uh, you're just listening, there is a massive pyramid of beer cups at a Cubs game, and an usher just walks by and nonchalantly knocks it over and seems to be doing it with quite a bit of glee and then kind of pushes the other cups aside before he goes back to other ushering duties. In order for this game to really work, I think the idea is even, I think this guy obviously is a jackass, but I think the best way is for me to be able to defend something even I don't agree with. Yeah, so let's just pretend I didn't call him a jackass. Okay. These are not my actual takes, but if I, as a public defender, you must defend all your clients with great vigor and to the best of your abilities, even if you think they're guilty. Listen, this, is, this isn't, you know, uh, uh, the Phi Beta Kappa uh, fraternity house at, at DePaul University. This is a baseball game with families, with young children, and we're in a time where I know people are going to act like, oh, COVID doesn't exist. It still exists. You've got, let me look at that again. We've got how many rows is that pyramid? That is 13 rows. So we're talking about, I got to do this off the top of my head, but 10 rows would be 55. 30, so we're talking about nearly 100 cups right there in that pyramid. How many germs? How many obstructed views? These are the people that didn't pay a lot for their seats, bleacher seats. The one thing you can hope for is that you can actually see the game. And where does it end? If you don't knock it down there, it just grows and grows and grows. Eventually, it becomes bigger than the game. The usher, by the way, is just doing what his boss has told him. If you want to take it up with anybody, take it up with the people that own the Cubs. What is that? The Ricketts family? They also, I think one of them, the Ricketts folks, is the governor of Nebraska. I got big issues with him as well. So as is always the case, we're picking on the common man who's just doing what his bosses tell him as opposed to the real corporate oligarchs that run the things. And by the way, it's a good policy. Like a beer can't, we're going to do a beer mountains. Ridiculous. A hey, good job. Usher next. All right. Yeah. Uh, you, you made some good points. there. Okay. Uh, my heart wasn't really in it, but I did my best. Go ahead. Gary Payton senior took to Twitter to question Steve Kerr and the Warriors coaching about his son, Gary Payton, the first yeah. junior mm -hmm. not playing, uh, mm -hmm. defend this dad, embarrassing his son on game one. Yeah. When you're, when you are Gary Payton, the original Gary Payton, when you played against Steve Kerr in the finals and paid his lunch money, <laughs> when you uh, when you point. have actual credibility, then you're allowed to say whatever the hell you want. Uh, I mean, that's he says that's on the coaching staff of Golden State. Listen, I am not a big fan of random dads chiming in, it, but this isn't LeVar Ball. Right. This is Gary Payton. 
He might know a thing or two. He's played in the finals. He's he's been an, he's an all time great player. He's on our fifty greatest of the last fifty years list. Maybe Steve Kerr could learn a thing or two from Gary Payton Sr. So who's going to tell Steve Gary Kerr's Payton Jr. List. to stop talking? No, no, no. Gary Payton Sr. Talk more. I got no problem with it whatsoever. Next. All right. MLT, MLB teams are increasingly using play, position players to pitch during blowouts. Yeah. Uh, and one game, both teams use position players to pitch. Defend this as being fun to watch. Oh, boy. All right, this is my hardest one yet. So I'm defending... I'm defending blowouts in baseball games. Yeah. What? Yeah. You know That's, what, Your Honor? <laughs> Your Honor, I um, uh, I need to recuse myself from the case. Why, sir? Conflict of interest. What's your conflict of interest? I don't like baseball. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Next. Okay. On Sunday. Yeah. You click. Wait. Hold on. Wait. Is there an extra one? Don't we have a bonus one? Is this is a bonus one? Oh, okay. I see what we're doing. Okay. On right. Sunday. Oh, there's a little Demonte internal monologue oh. for the podcast oh. viewers and listeners. Go ahead. On Sunday on Twitter, you claim Michael Jordan's switch hand layup was somehow not impressive. Uh, some folks think that you're a hater. Yeah. Defend yourself. Okay. So here's the deal. That that is a still shot. We can't show you the full video on if you're watching, but everyone knows this because it has been just absolutely forced down our throats for 30 years as if this is one of the greatest moments in NBA history. (laughs) It flatly is not. Here's the thing. Jordan might be the greatest player ever. I don't think he is, but obviously there is a strong case to be made for him. But that doesn't mean we have to mythologize everything about him. Jordan was, once he started winning titles, was not a great highlight pr- producer. He was, he was so fundamentally sound and such a killer, and his mid-range was unstoppable, and it's the greatest fadeaway jump shot ever. But those things aren't great highlights. His only really great, truly great highlights the latter half of his career are the jump shots to win playoff games and to win the finals. Those, obviously, are great moments. But because, like, here's my point. All right, this thing's iconic. It's not. That's like no, no, no. That, oh, the Jumpman logo. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's from early in his career in the all in the slam dunk contest. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you think about the highlights you see forever throughout NBA history, there are these amazing feats of athleticism, and then a couple basic ass Jordan plays, like the <laughs> highlights that live forever. It's like holy sh. Doctor J jumped, put the ball behind the backboard, hung in the air. Got it around to the other side. It's like, is he the only person in the world who could do it? Vince Carter jumped over over a seven foot three inch French dude and ended his career. It's like, is that the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life? (laughs) Steph Curry, the year he won unanimous MVP. You're you're in overtime against KD and Russ. There's four seconds left. He just pulls up casually from 42 feet. Bang. Like, holy crap, LeBron is 30 feet behind the play, tracks down Iguodala, pins it. The, the Shaquille O'Neal, he pulled the basket down and it hit him in the head. <laughs> These are the, the iconic moments. And then it's like, and Michael Jordan once had a spin move baseline and kind of dunked on Patrick Ewing. And another time, Michael Jordan switched hands on a layup. Holy shit. Look at this. So basically, what you're what you're saying is basketball has just come a long way. That's that's what that's. It's not just it, that basketball's come a long way. 
it's that Dr. J's thing stands the test of time. Like, that, it was 40 years ago. He put the ball behind the backboard, brought it back around. That's, that's not happening off. Like, I don't. I've never seen it. I've never seen it done. By the way, Jordan versus Dominique slam dunk contest stands the test of time. Jordan did a true free throw line dunk with a pump. That was that stands the test of time. His in-game highlights for young, young Michael, pre-Scotty and Phil Michael, those in-game highlights are unbelievable. After that, his game adjusted, and people just, the iconographers about Jordan, that, oh, my God. I mean, people were like, this play 31 years ago today. <laughs> look at it. And it's like, look at it. What, what, what am I looking at? Oh. An unnecessary switch hands in the air layup. <laughs> people were like, oh, it could never have been done before. Of course it had been done before. Larry Bird hit hitting a critical shot from behind the backboard. That's an amazing yeah. highlight. It magics full court bounce pass, no look on one hop in transition, 70 feet. It's not just about the era. It's, it, it's that, you know who also didn't have unbelievable highlights? Tim Duncan. But nobody <laughs> tries to be like, oh, on this date, right. 18 years ago, Tim Duncan <laughs> banked in this 17-footer. <laughs> Holy moly. I just, it's enough. It's, it, we, we don't. A guy can be maybe the greatest ever, and not everything he did is the greatest ever. I'm not a hater. I'm right. We'll be right back. Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You see this? Oh, yeah. The dude at Disney World? Yeah. That steals the ring? Yeah. What's your take on that? I don't want to go as far as say it's disgusting, but I, I really don't. I believe that people should take their jobs seriously, but like, bro, it's going to be like two more minutes tops. Like, okay. So let me defend that guy for a moment. This is, this is kind of, you're going to defend the worker. Yeah. It just Listen, wasn't like, I don't like the guy. I don't like the guy, but 
But as is always the case, we do, we we are so. I'm gonna use uh, my buddy Laszlo says this all the time, and he's right. I'm gonna make a global warming point here, okay? And it'll apply. The planet is melting. It, 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 we're all eventually, you know, gonna be totally screwed. And somehow, it's like, hey, regular Americans in plastic straws, you're ruining the world, as opposed to these multinational corporations pumping out smog and emissions in an hour more than any human being would in a thousand lifetimes. That's the same thing that's happening here. That guy doesn't want to stop proposals, but the old Walt Disney Corporation has told him his job is to not let anybody stand there. Now, he should have cut them off at the pass, shouldn't have let it get that far. One can argue, once it's gotten that far, let them have the moment. You can say that this guy doesn't want to break up proposals as much as you want, mm -hmm. but the demeanor of this man after he broke up this proposal does not seem like a guy that didn't enjoy what he just did. Okay. But um, you, I, you can listen. I've seen it. I've seen the look on his face. And by the way, she got the proposal and she got the whole thing. And now the whole world saw it. And this is he's 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 telling them, come on. If you notice, there's another guy there in purple doing the same thing, saying, come on. I would be upset if I were that guy. I don't Snatches blame him for the being ring. upset. Why? OK, now let, again, let me defend that guy. You know what I see when I watch that video? You see a guy that loves his job. No, no, no. I see a guy who every decision he's ever made in his life has led him to the point to where he's standing out in 98 degree Florida weather wearing fucking Mickey Mouse ears where he has his major responsibility is chastising people if they're running or stepping on the wrong things, whatever oh, it is. My God. It's not a great, it, you know what? It, 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 he's not exactly, you know, it, I feel like picking on him is, is a little bit of bullying. He's not the powers that be. He doesn't love his gig. It's not like, ah, what could you do? He's like, well, had an opportunity to go work at Goldman, but I think I'm going to see how these Mickey Mouse bouncer ears work for me for another six months. See if I can see if I get the promotion to the guy who gets to press the button to start the teacup ride. I, I, I mean, get cut that guy a break. And I'm going to say something else. Those people were just being too happy in front of him. Is that? No. I don't know. Go ahead. You know no, what? No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Also, not a huge fan of the guy that proposed. Was Disney World? <laughs> not a huge. You know what? I feel like there's no winners in this. All right. You, 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 raise, you raise some fair points. I'm, that guy's still on my bad side. I want to talk about the Jordan thing a little bit more. I think I want to prove to America how basic that Jordan play was because I had these clowns again. You should lose your, let me read some of the tweets I got. Let me see if I can find them again. A, a verified checkmark probation should be a thing because I've got, uh, I've got, let me find the people it, dude from uh, the Bay area saying, tell me you hate Michael Jordan without telling me you hate Michael Jordan, whatever it, it, this guy who writes for the New York Daily News. When sports media members have silly takes like this, the only comeback should be 
can you do better? I, and by the way, he wasn't the only one who said that. Uh, th- there was another guy who, who considers himself some NBA scout who says, uh, what were you doing in 1991, Nick? I can guarantee it was nothing basketball related. Guys, I want to make this very clear. When people who are in sports media criticize an athlete or point out something, about, hey, that wasn't done right, or that's not as good as people make it out to be. No one is arguing <laughs> they could themselves do it. <laughs> the argument, this is, it's so, it's such an absurd thing. And I don't mind when random folks do it, but when other media members are like, oh, I'd like to see you try. Right. No. You, it, when, when I'm Let's go saying, back to every take you've ever had. When I'm saying Draymond <laughs> Green is not a good offensive basketball player, I am not saying that I could guard him. <laughs> I'm not saying I could do better. Just like if someone's like, hey, I thought the latest Julia Roberts movie fell flat. They're like, oh, I'd like to see you <laughs> on the silver screen. I couldn't do that Jordan layup. However, I bet you can. I could. I want to make this clear, and I don't want to be disrespectful to your basketball career. Demonze was not an NBA player. Demonze was not a EuroLeague player. Demonze played some college basketball and was dominant in his last few games. Okay, that that is true. That is true. And I was there for what Demonte was an excellent basketball player. However, nobody was like mm, Demonte or Ja, who's going to be a top three pick. <laughs> Demonte was a very good amateur basketball player who I would say is mostly out of practice. Yeah. You play some, but yeah. but you play you played the least basketball of your life in the last eighteen months. Yes, right. You've got a real job. You got other things going on. Okay, before we're on the air again, we are going to go to Riverbank or Rucker or somewhere. You are going to attempt the Jordan layup, and we are going to debut it on the next show we have. I'm going to attempt the layup. Yeah, do you think good. you can do it? I do. I think unless there's like some like huge degree of difficulty that I'm not keeping in mind, but I've, I, I've seen the layup. Uh-huh. And like I, I, Here's yeah, the degree that's... of difficulty along with the Jordan layup. Can you get roughly 40 million Americans to believe it's an all-time great play. That part's really hard. (laughs) Actually doing it, not that difficult at all. We'll have that for you for the next episode. This was What's Right.